Thanks for downloading this episode from Teachers Talk Radio. You can find the full schedule and listen back to all our shows at ttradio.org. Enjoy the podcast. This show is brought to you in partnership with John Cat Educational, publishing professional development books and resources to support great teaching and learning in schools around the world. Have you checked out their latest releases? Use the code JCTTR2324 for 20% off your order. Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading. Bet UK is empowering the everyday wins. Cheeky grins. <laughs> Big conversations. Budding aspirations. Our goal? To make EdTech accessible and teaching exceptional. Join the global education community on the 24th to the 26th of January 2024 as we make education better together. Visit www.uk.betshow.com forward slash visitor dash registration. How are we starting this thing? You always used to start it. You used to. Okay. All right. Hello. Hello, everybody. I don't know whether it's happening in the uh, evening or the daytime, this show. I think it's going out in the evening, Toby. So, uh, okay. so it's good, right, evening good evening to all the people in Radio Land. But it's going to be like repeated 17,000 times at all times of day and night. So if you're if it's morning for you, good morning. If you're out walking good. the dog, which you mostly likely are, then um, good dog walk. Yes. Toby, it's <laughs> good to see you. How long is it since we last did a show? It's 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 been six months since we six did a show, months. I think. Nearly six months, maybe more like um, five and a half or something like that. Well, we were July, when we end of, end of summer term, July, we did one, something around there. Do you know so, what? Um, I think it's fair to say that both our lives have changed significantly since our last episode. We're in, uh, we're in different places, aren't we? We, we should, are really we different should... places. I mean, yeah, we, yes. So shall I, shall I go first? With go updating on. What's happened in your business? life? And um, my life, well, I finished my my job of nine years in my in my old school and mm-hmm. started a new new teaching job in September. Yeah. And um, I uh, that's been quite a big big change, you know. So so I'm now I'm not I don't have any sort of leadership responsibility, any curriculum leadership responsibility or anything. I am teaching maths and science. Um, to mainly key stage three, so it's mainly year mm-hmm. seven, eight, and nine, and I'm having to teach a little bit of ICT as well, which is like, like asking a mathematical genius to teach mm-hmm. uh, the works of Thomas Hardy, or vice versa. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's 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 not it's not um not the but, but apart from that, it's really good. I'm really enjoying um. The, the the new job is fresh start fresh change um different school different culture much more um uh well currently um stable financially um yeah, we'll see nice. what happens with the old vat on you know what? teachers up and down the land will be jealous when they hear that you're at a financially viable school is that well yeah well, like around? exactly so exactly old place you were teaching primary age weren't you and now you're teaching key stage three-ish do you, do you well, see a significant I, I, difference? I was teaching key stage 
up, I was teaching in a prep school before, so I did go up to the end of year eight, but the bulk of the school was was yeah, mainly was was kind of primary culture with mm-hmm. with seven and eight bolted on a very small year seven and eight bolted on whereas where i am now is 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 still a private independent school but it is year seven up so it's 11 it's like like any other secondary school has a sixth form i am teaching some some what we call fifth form which is year year 11 um and a little bit and i'm i interact with some of the sixth form the culture is enormously different Mm -hmm. so they're both independent schools but the cult i like i very much like my new colleagues I very much like my new colleagues. I probably feel closest to the maths department because that's where I reside classroom wise. But my my boss, my line manager is is the head of science and he's a great guy. Um, but it's just the notable difference in that as as I suspected, that secondary schools are very, very um focused on exams, you know? Yeah. And they're very and, and that really felt fil- filters down into exams and exam specifications and 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 their content so and, and then that filters right down into key stage three because mm-hmm. you know however good and enthusiastic teachers are of that age their their bread and butter is you know their 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 their, their um year 10 year 11 classes and their yeah. and their year, yeah. year, year 13 classes and so that doesn't mean to say that the the year seven eight and nine classes get a bum deal but it just mm-hmm. means that they're taught in a certain way um a little early in my opinion you know yeah, they're, they're just so. a little too and so so the culture and the teachers are very much you've got this you've got this very a maths teacher is a very different thing to an english teacher and mm. um but i would say where i am at my school the culture is pretty pretty joined up in that it's quite good you know the common room's pretty pretty lively it's not too not too siloized but that's probably enough on that um yeah. for, for, and then the other big thing that's happened in my life is um you know, I've been been living as a bachelor in my new house for for um, what's it now? Eighty uh, sixteen months, something like that. Mm. Seven, 15 months. But um, I I've got a new bit of bit of romance going on in my life. I mean, it's it's still pretty early days, but um, that's that's been pretty big. That's pretty big. It's it's pretty early days, but it's pretty established. It's pretty secure. And it's coming up for two months now. Um. And we we're developing a pretty deep connection. And that's that's a lovely thing. And so I wasn't expecting that to happen at all. I mean, it wasn't a complete surprise because it was initially via the medium of a dating app. Um, (laughs) uh, If you got that far, you're indicating a level of readiness, I guess. I'm so pleased for you, Toby. I'm so pleased for you. And I'm so uh, I just think it's really brave to allow yourself to take that step, you know, signing up to the app and then actually meeting somebody and, you know, taking all those risks. I think it's really brave and I, you know, it's not something I've ever done. So I am no. proud of you, my friend, and I'm very, very pleased for you. And I can't wait to meet her. No, cool. Absolutely. Well, that that will, there will be a, emerging and infusing with my wider life um, and family, um, you know, fairly early in 2024, I think. But, right. um, but Christmas yeah. has come a bit early to do all that infusion. Um, oh, uh, yeah, right yeah. Now, so. no, don't do that. Don't mix up Christmas with and drink and family and all that and no. get that out of the way this time no. last year i was doing exa- i was meeting um my katie's uh girls for the first time about almost exactly this time last year which i was like i was very nervous about thought is this really a great idea do they need another bloke you know but mm. that went really well so I'm, you know that's something which uh you know is really coming to focus over the last year for me it's great it's like having another yeah. extra bit of family for 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 eighteen months or so, but but well, 
Talk about then, 18 but, months, yeah. And that's good. That's really working really well. I'm really happy that I'll be going up there tomorrow. This time tomorrow I shall be up at, up at Katie's having our sort of pre-Christmas Christmas before we... Uh... Pre-Christmas Christmas. Lovely, lovely. And then you're back down in Devon and we are spending New Year's Eve together again, yeah, aren't we? New Year's Eve. In fact, we should say this because this, I believe, is going to go out on the 28th. So if anybody's around the Crediton area and would like to join us, for our great pub the crawl. annual Crediton pub crawl. I think well, we won't crawl. be starting at the uh, the uh, Crediton Tandoori this time. That was a, that was a mistake. No, it's surprising we survived it, to be honest. Yeah. But um, I'm saying yeah. eat at home before we go out. That's my feeling strongly. Is we should eat here. And yeah. Go out. There's a new there's a new wine bar we have to take in, and we we're considering that we might drop one of last year's itinerary off the list, aren't we? Yes, yes, definitely. Um, don't want to go in the Plymouth Arms again. No, Might that's not terrifying. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if, if this programme teaches you one thing today, it's don't go in the Plymouth Arms. It's scary. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, other absolutely. than that, so in the last six months, yeah, so the last time we spoke on the, on the radio, I think I was still being a head teacher, wasn't I? And I'm you not a head teacher anymore. in a private school in Devon, and you are now doing what, Ed? I'm doing all sorts. All sorts of matters. What I'm really excited, in fact, the job I've been doing before we've spoken today is I've been writing a writing a funeral because I'm uh, oh. training to be a funeral celebrant. So I spent the morning writing the uh, funeral of a lady called Joan Rhodes, who actually died in 2010. But we'll pass over that, who was a star of stage and screen. I've been writing <laughs> her a very moving humanist uh, funeral. I feel almost sad that I don't get to hold that funeral. Oh, yeah. I'm into it. Uh, yeah, did some training last week and I've got some more training in January. So if anybody's thinking of dying and they want a celebrant, I'm very much in the business. Uh, will you be a dying celebrant or, or a, a dead person celebrant or will you be a, a getting a, a betrothing themselves to each other in some shape or form um, celebrant as well? Well, I, I will do that in the future. The, the, the training I'm doing at the moment is purely for funerals. Oh, yeah, That's, OK. Uh, and then once I've got that, once I've got the full accreditation and I've done my probation, then I'll look, see if I can find some money to do the wedding training. Yeah. And add that one on. The thing with weddings is people plan them far in advance and they make a lot of fuss. So you get paid yeah. for them, but they're a lot more work. When you want a funeral, you want it fairly imminently. Ten tends to be. So if I get on the train now, you know, I could be getting some work within a fortnight. Whereas if I get for the funeral business now people might be saying oh we'd love to book you for our um wedding in uh you know in september 2025 exactly yeah because there's so, these days these days there's there's this state there's this state of engagement isn't there which can last for for you know like you i, I i've been learning about this sort of stuff a little bit the, the pre early pre pre-engagement i'm nowhere yeah. near there um but but you know you get the dating linking and all that sort of stuff and then oh, and no. then you and then and then and then um, but people get engaged, whereas it used to be you get engaged to be married and they used to be. But but now people get engaged and then spend five years saving up to get married, um, which is fair enough, I suppose. But it's kind of weird. I think it's a bit weird. I think, well, it's definitely a bit weird. Yeah, it's definitely a bit weird. Um, without any, a shadow of a doubt, I think it's jolly weird. Um yeah, so I'm doing that. And then I'm also doing these big education conversations, which involve me driving up and down the countryside and meeting with young people in schools and meeting their uh, community. I was in Ilford last week. I was in Beckenham. I've been in 
Northumberland and the Isle of Wight and Shropshire and Lincolnshire. That's exciting work. I really enjoy it. But I don't know that that interesting, but it's program. So why don't we push on? Yeah, push on. We've, we've got a very formal um, schedule plan yeah. because this is a one-off show. It's lovely to be back um, on the radio, although it's a pre-recorded show. It's lovely to, um, to be speaking to some of our old friends on TTR. But um, what's next, Ed, in our, in our schedule then? Well, next is uh, you were going to ask me casually, as if we hadn't planned it, you were going to ask me what on earth's going on with Twitter because you've been oh. off Twitter for months and months now. I feel like it's yeah. almost approaching a year since you. I, I, yeah, as, as, I, I think what I've identified with my, in my new romance is I am a very addictive person. I'm a very kind and generous person, but I do have a bit of an addiction problem. It might be spending money. Mm. on buying records it might be it might be hosting parties that that you know with waitrose party food which i can't really afford and think oh fuck yeah. it so oh, God, oh oh no sorry swear word bleep 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 um they can block that out <laughs> can't they um you know or, but 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 twitter was definitely an addiction for me it was yeah. it was it, it was my affair i think it was my escape from 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 you know uh and and there's lots of good things about it that i you know i wouldn't know you we've, we've been through all that huh. but but it's it it's definitely you know just clicking on noting in notifications joining in conversations it it's really important if you have a sort of consultancy public facing kind of mm -hmm. role in, in whatever profession it is you you do because i think it's a good good thing but but actually it's a quite a distraction from the day job um well, it's quite is. a distraction your personal it's, life it's all that but i mean the thing that's happened over the last few months toby is that all those things that we thought were useful about it like so if you're doing a consultancy sort of a job and you've got to build your profile and fish for yeah. clients the changes that have been made to the platform by the new owner mean it just doesn't do that very well at all so yeah. it's re it really is dying a death now there's a really nice kernel of the edgy twitter community still left hanging on so yeah. there's still that little bit in it, which is quite nice, you know, and I click on and I see some familiar faces. But in terms of engagement, it's gone to through the floor. I used to tweet a picture of me breakfast and get a couple of hundred likes, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I don't anymore. I don't think I deserve those likes. They weren't earned in any way, but it was quite gratifying, I suppose. And it was all part of, you know, feeling that you were part of a community. That's, that's just dropped right off the cliff. I... Uh, tweeted a picture of a new lino cut last night. Tweeted yeah, a picture of a new lino cut. In back in the old days, a, a lino cut. I, you know, I'd have had lots of engagement. Lots of people saying that's beautiful. Some people saying, "Can I have a copy?" Some people saying, "Do you know my friend? He does lino cut." I don't just like community. I think I had three likes on that. Now, wow! I don't do it because for the likes. I do it because I enjoy doing lino cut, and it puts me into a headspace which is good for me and things. So I don't really care. But it's just a mm. sign. It's dropped off its perch and it's not picked up anywhere else, you know. So Threads no. isn't doing a business. Blue Sky isn't doing a business. What's the other one? Mastodon. None of them are doing what Twitter used to be doing. So I feel like I it's gone. I feel like that era of something like Twitter, where lots and loads and loads of people from different communities are on it, and they yeah. interact quite a lot. I think that's gone. I think now you go, oh, I've got my WhatsApp group for my little guitar band I practice with on a Saturday. And then I've got this kind of group for these kind of people. And 
maybe you don't want to just bump into a whole lot of people you might have a screen on argument but with. I think maybe the professional side of it because it was used a lot for, for in, in teachers for for growing their professional network their, their, yeah. their and, and 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 developing a bit of a sort of fame a bit of Twitter fame yeah. um but but all other professions um use LinkedIn for that so yeah, LinkedIn I think LinkedIn is picking up for teachers I do I see more of it Anyway, that is certainly yeah. not the most interesting thing to talk about. So, yeah, um, I think we will see 2023 as the the year that we that Twitter died and 2024 the year that, the year that we died, held its yeah. funeral, you know, uh, and this time I'm next year. I don't know if it's I miss being on Twitter very recently, though, because on on um, around this local area, I think you may have seen some tweets from me on it last year. There was a um, and there are quite a lot of them around the country now mm. a lights up tractor run yes okay so this was a local um young farmers club organized a charity charity tractor and there were 44 tractors all lit up with fairy lights and horns and well de beautifully decorated all in a convoy going around mm -hmm. four four kentish villages went through through goudhurst cranbrook um stapleworth and marden and um the crowds that came out for this and so i would i sort of wished i was still on twitter as yeah. well, on my phone I, I have still got my twitter account which i can get onto but i don't go onto it at all now yeah. but it's uh, I did see so, some of those uh, tractor drive outs on Twitter, so they were happening. There were yeah. big crowds on your one. I saw the video that you shared on WhatsApp. Yeah. You had big old crowds. Crazy crowds. Anyway, I tell you what, the biggest thing for uh, Twitter recently, I'm st it's still rumbling on. I, I don't even know if you know, but Tim Brighouse died uh, a couple of oh. days ago. Um, and. Um, one of the tweets I'm tagged into on that is now up to a, a steady 4,000 views and still clicking along. And I'm like, this feels like the old days. I had no idea so many people felt so passionately about him. Anyway, that might bring us on to my next question for you. Because, yes. Uh, we're going to move on in terms of content too. Here we go. You can have a, a dinner party. You and me, probably in your house, because I think your house might have a bigger dining table. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. We're yeah. going to have a dinner party and I'll be there and you'll be there. They're a given. And we're going to invite yep. three guests each. Okay. Okay. So here it is. We're developing our things. I don't know. If we were doing this live in the comments, we'd have the, the usual suspects chipping in on this one. I wonder who they'd yep. say. Without them, we've got to handle it ourselves. Gonna, it's going to be an educational um, dinner party, isn't it? So, so yes. um, I, I, um, okay. So I'm going to go with, um, my mate, I have never met him, um, but I'm a big fan of. I'd like Alan de Botton to be there, oh, yeah. the, the, the philosopher. Now he's not an educationalist, but he's founded uh, with a number of other philosophers and, and writers the the organisation, the School of Life, um, mm. which is you know about all about teaching us about ourselves and and teaching us to live a good life and 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 to uh, you know. But you get and, a feeling that he'd be good at a dinner party as well, don't you? You feel it. He's, yeah, he's good at. He, he's very well read. He's very learned. I think he's a pretty deep thinker. So he would listen and respond to the opposing views and things. Um, I'd like to hear what he had to. You know, because I love that line in the School of Life that you know at the beginning of the, the book, the School of Life, and they've published loads of different books about all sorts of different things. Um, but the the, the original book the school of life is you know we're sort of obsessed about it's called an emotional education so mm -hmm. instead of being educated in 
in material things which we seem obsessed with, like maths and 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 cloud formations and oxbow lakes and wives of Henry the Eighth and and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, mm-hmm. All that stuff. We'd be educated more in in um, fathoming shame and range and kindness and marriage and and of course we don't do that for a whole host of reasons. But the main reason we don't do it is we're not set up to do it and it's mm-hmm. difficult and you can't measure it easily and you can't quantify it and you can't put it in the treadmill yeah. of a 30 kid in a classroom exam system that, that our education system is still functioning as. So I'd like to get him. Alan de Butter, OK, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. OK, um, now I wasn't sure when we discussed this whether we were insisting on these people being alive. No, they can be dead. Okay. Just don't, I was just thinking don't we should maybe have like... William Gladstone. Do we, are you prepared to William have Gladstone. Him? Yeah, let's go. William Gladstone. Let's have William him. William Gladstone. Why? And the reason I think he should be allowed in is because uh, the 1870 Education Act passed under his uh, under his ah. as Prime Minister, which I think is a strong enough argument because that was the act which gave us universal free uh, primary education in England and Wales. Oh, so, good choice. Yes. Okay. Then you could tell him, you know, you could tell him about everything that's gone wrong, and you could say, yeah. can, you, "Can we rewrite the act, please? And can we <laughs> um, <laughs> can we build into it certain safeguards?" Yeah, yeah. What a great idea! And the Alan de Botton, he could he could join in with that, couldn't he? He could say, yeah. "You do need an academic education, but you need an emotional education. You need a degree of life skills, but we don't want to segregate it." You know, if they built in from the very very start. We might not have needed to go through secondary modern and grammars, for example. We could have had a, a truly comprehensive education from the kickoff, maybe. It's a nice thought. Mm, interesting. Know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the way I was, was talking uh... about secondary grammar stuff um, uh, today, earlier on, um, and talking to, so I might, I might put myself out there and do a bit of tutoring, but in principle, just to kind of, uh, um, but in principle, I don't really want in Kent. I don't mm-hmm. really want to be one of those pesky 11 plus tutors that's, no. that's you know, on a Saturday morning teaching, you know, children from year three that, you know, core math skills and core English skills for, for, for very targeted the, the Kent 11 plus test. Affluent middle classes who are trying to secure their place in a, in a grammar school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather be be helping the um, the sort of the kids from, uh, you know, I, people aren't going to pay for tutoring if they're from a poor background. So it's just not going to. Happen, I've been approached um, recently. I was approached by a tutoring agency. He wanted me, to, and I haven't got any capacity. So why they thought I was a good person to talk to, I don't know. They wanted me to do some tutoring. I said exactly that. I said, you know, it's not my style to be enabling the privileged to become more privileged. And they said yeah. that's not what we're doing, and that's not what the majority of tutors are doing now. There's so many kids who are falling out of education because of social anxiety, because schools aren't well set up for autistic children, for you know, for millions of reasons. It's a real epidemic. They said that um, the majority of the work they have is paid by county, and it's to enable those young people to get some basic education, hopefully some of them with the intention that they'll get back into school, but mm. an awful lot of them won't, because once you've realised that you can get a better education out of the building than you can get in the building, well, it's kind of... It makes it hard to persuade him to get back in. All right, come on. Who's your who's your next guest then? Right, well, next guest is is a hot off the press. Um, I, I have not got into the book in great detail, but um, well, I have. I'm about about a quarter of the way into it. Um, is a guy called Mustafa Suleiman about AI about AI power and the 21st century's greatest dilemma. Yeah. So he's, Which turns he's out, quite... yeah. 
And he, Mustafa Suleiman, um, was, um, is the co-founder and CEO of In Inflection AI. Previously, he co-founded DeepMind, one of the world's leading AI companies. Yeah. DeepMind, part of, part of Google. After a decade at DeepMind, Suleiman became vice president of AI product management and AI policy at Google. When he was an undergraduate at Oxford, Suleiman dropped out to help start a non-profit telephone counselling service. So are you, are you convinced by this argument that AI is going to change it? Let's only do a minute. Well, I'm, I'm, one, in, but... I'm interested in, um, so he, he's writing quite pragmatically about it. Mm. Um, I, very populist, isn't it, to talk about AI, it's going to change the world. Yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and it's going to, and, and, and I don't think, we're just at the beginning of it, right? So ChatGPT is is our most direct, and and my school has an AI working party, and education at the moment seems to have its, uh, as it does always. It's very slow. It's very slow to change. It's like turning an oil tanker around, and it, um, and and so it seems to be just concerned about, um, basically preventing. ChatGPT from from corrupting and things like ChatGPT from from you know affecting ch children's coursework in in exams and how you can yeah, spot that's the thing people are worried about that, now. That is just the tip of the iceberg. I, I, my view is that humans will always have a choice to live mm -hmm. outside technology, but it's hard in the mainstream. These these things, you know, you will have AI is already computer programming things. We are already printing DNA, you know, so we're way beyond genetic modification. Yeah. That's AI, that's that's a second thing, it's it's biotechnology. But but he talks about that a lot. But I, I think my view, as you know, is that that we know now that computing power mm -hmm. can do things that humans have been trained to do for years way more efficiently. Mm -hmm. So and yet we're still educating humans to be computational thinkers what it seems to be a bit bonkers when we know that even the greatest computational thinking humans you know mm -hmm. the most logical minds cannot compete with with computing technology now and yeah, that's true it's been true for a long time haven't it so i mean I'm, well, it wasn't true pre-1950 was it it wasn't true pre-1950 and it, it probably wasn't true pre-1980 but but yeah it has been true for a while and so i i just think that um, it, it does throw open that whole, you know, why are we filling kids with facts? Uh, I mean, so I was speaking, I've been speaking to people all over the country and it's been fascinating. One, so I spoke to a gentleman in Sussex who said, you know, we need a different sort of education for the sort of education that we had because jobs are going to be different. Everything's going to be different. And so we need job education that will prepare them because their world will be unimaginably different from the world that we grew up in. I said, hang mm. on a second. You're the same age that I am now, I think, maybe a little bit older. Am I right that when you were at school, you didn't see a computer? Yes, he said. I said, all right. Mm. And uh, in your career, have you learned how to use computers? Yes, he says. Yeah, I said, by the end of my career, I've been pretty much yeah. totally dependent on it. So do you think that that change you've seen in your professional life from yeah. doing things on a, in a ledger, you know, with a with a book with a dip pen. To oh, I hate phrase. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. That phrase of like we're teaching people for jobs that don't exist yet. We have been doing that for the last hundred years. Um, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's ridiculous. That's that's not the argument I'm making. But mm. but the thing is, we just we but but there's no 
there's no evidence base for mm. the, what we teach in school as being the best way to train a human mind. Oh, that's it's, for sure. That's for sure. We weren't, we, we weren't coming up. Which would bring me on to my second guest. Now, I have to say, we're going to speed up a bit because we're yeah. half an hour in and we, <laughs> we're way behind. My, I'm once a Tim Brickhouse. He only died, um, like I say, less than a fortnight ago. But what a great man he was. And, um, yeah, really feel sad about that. He, I only met him a couple of times. I got was once running a... Uh, Hustings before the which election would it be 2014 maybe but I ran an education hustings at the town hall in Oxford and I got him to come along Leila Moran came along to that as well John House and I had an all-star cast for that but um it's just such a lovely man so generous mm. with his time and when you look at what he achieved particularly I think that the lessons of the London challenge are lessons that should be being dredged up by everybody at the moment as we sort of seem to be looking at our um, inspection process and talking about, well, did we want one that was going to drive school improvement or was it going to be purely punitive? What Tim Brickhouse was doing in London Challenge, based on what he'd done before that when he was head of education in Birmingham, bringing people together, making them sense check each other, using um, communities to be, um, you know, quality assurance vehicles. Really beautiful mm. work. And he was funny. And he was kind, and he looked more or less like a tramp, which was I always thought was good in someone. I can trust someone more if they uh, if they look like they've slept in a gutter. Terrific mm. man. Anyway, he's my second guest. Good. Well, well, now on to your third. We're gonna. My third guest is gonna be quick. We haven't invited any females to our dinner party yet, Ed. So we need to invite a female. I would like to invite my new girlfriend to the dinner party. Oh. She's she's a lady called um. Well, it doesn't matter what she's called. I'm going to I, because I think I think we'll we'll keep that secret. But 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 she, but she um she works in now she's been, she was a graphic designer. So yeah. she uh, trained in Sydney UTC, and then she lectured in graphic design at the university in Sydney, and then she had her own graphic design business, and that's what mm -hmm. she did for a long long time. And then about eight years ago, she moved to the UK and. Um, moved into service design, which is something I haven't quite got my head around. But it's 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 a form of sort of it's a creative industry thing. Um and it's it's a bit like kind of management consultancy, I suppose, in the sense you look at a problem and you kind of break it down and um from a like you're designing a service um from the user's perspective. She's yeah. done a lot of work with the BBC, she's done a lot of work with the DFE on on teacher misconduct and the process that teachers go through on misconduct and and just looking at that and and um she's done work with social housing and she's she's just a very good has a great mind um a creative mind a lateral mind like a bit like me but I haven't deployed mine in that sense where she's fully mm -hmm. deployed the best of her mind into you know, being able to look at very different parts of problems. Well, and if, join we the... to, if we were to give her free reign to reimagine our education system from that... the point of view of the user. Already spoken about that. And yeah. and she's a daughter. Like. Is it a film film school or a film college, sixth form college, which so specialises in sort of film production and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so so she's, you know, a little bit of the kind of like. So if we get her together with William Gladstone. Yeah. You know. Get right in there at the ground level. We're going to have universal education. That's a given. Yeah. How are yeah. we going to make that look? Brilliant. Mm. Okay, well, I'm so going to have one more in that case. I've, yeah. I've decided I'm having Professor Dorothy Heathcote, or Heathcote, I hear. Oh, yes. Okay. 
the inventor Good. of the mantle of the expert, storyteller, dramaturge, fantastic mad old lady. She would be great company. I yeah. don't she I don't know. I don't know when she died, and I certainly never met her. And my friend Tim met her, I think, once, but um she'd be great to have, and she would certainly have a, a different opinion on what education might be to well, actually, I think the people we've chosen would come around, you know, this idea of a liberal primary education being arts-based and as much about mm. the emotions as it is about the facts. You need some facts, I'm sure, but uh, yeah, yeah. what a great dinner party. We are, I great think, we're halfway through our allotted time. Is it time for a song, would you say? It's time for a song, Ed. Surprise us with a song. Okay, well, I will see if I can find... Because... <laughs> It took us a little while to get set up, didn't it? Um, it did. Found it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, please do sing along. You know you want to. Um, here we go. Christmas song number one. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Mistletoe hung where you can see every couple wants to stop. Rocking around the Christmas tree, let the Christmas spirit ring. Later we'll have some pumpkin pie and we'll do some caroling. You will get a sentimental feeling when you hear voices singing, let's be jolly back. The halls with oh, boughs of holly rocking around Christmas tree. Have a happy holiday. Everyone dancing merrily in the new old fashioned way. You will get a sentimental feeling when you hear voices singing, Let's be jolly. The holes with bells rocking around the Christmas tree. Have a happy, happy holiday. holiday. Everyone dancing merrily in the new fashion way. This show is brought to you in partnership with John Cat Educational, publishing professional development books and resources to support great teaching and learning in schools around the world. Have you checked out their latest releases? Use the code JCTTR2324 for 20% off your order. Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading. Bet UK is empowering the everyday wins. Cheeky grins, <laughs> big conversations, budding aspirations. Our goal? To make EdTech accessible and teaching exceptional. Join the global education community on the 24th to the 26th of January 2024 as we make education better together. Visit www.uk.betshow.com forward slash visitor dash registration. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this 
is Teachers Talk Radio News. The Guardian features comment on a parliamentary report which is calling for an overhaul of secondary education in England. The House of Lords report says the education system for 11 to 16 year olds is too focused on academic learning and written exams. The report also calls for the English Baccalaureate or EBAC introduced by Michael Gove during his tenure as Education Secretary to be scrapped as a school performance measure. The government ambition for 90% of Year 10 pupils to be entered for EBAC subjects by 2025 is criticised for being too limiting and not allowing pupils to study a range of subjects. Criticism is also levelled at the overburdened curriculum as a result of content and the 25 to 30 hours of examinations at the end of Year 11. The report echoes some concerns expressed by some teachers and school leaders. Recommendations include allowing schools to offer a more varied range of learning experiences, more opportunities to study creative, vocational and technical subjects, and that pupils should have the option to take functional literacy and numeracy qualifications that are equal in value to GCSEs in English and Maths. Former Education Minister under the Conservatives, Joe Johnson, says the evidence received was compelling and that change was urgently needed. Former Education Secretary Kenneth Baker said dropping the EBAC would give schools greater freedom. Unions welcomed the calls but said school funding, recruitment and retention and cutting workload were essential to making any changes a possibility. A Department for Education spokesperson said, We are constantly seeing the success of our reforms, citing recently released PISA rankings and being named best in the West for primary reading out of a comparable 43 countries. The Observer focuses on Scottish schools dropping the PISA ratings and featured an opinion piece by Sonia Soda. The piece lays blame squarely on the curriculum reform which began under the SNP in 2010. It changed the focus from knowledge emphasising the development of transferable skills. The approach is linked to the idea of preparing children with skills they need for jobs that don't exist yet. But the article says this is a theory based on zero evidence. The article goes on to make links to other countries which made similar changes and saw similar declines, including Sweden and France. It also focuses on the impact such a curriculum has on disadvantaged pupils, increasing, it says, the gap between the non-disadvantaged peers. As the House of Lords report levels criticism at a so-called traditional system in England, it seems that Scotland's more progressive approach is being seen in a similarly negative light. The BBC World Service features a piece on universities in Hong Kong. Once attracting talent from around the world, now academics fear Beijing is restricting academic freedom. In 2021-22, to 22, more than 360 scholars left eight public universities. The turnover rate, 7.4%, is at its highest since 1997 when Hong Kong returned to Chinese rule. Foreign student enrolments have dropped by 13% since 2019. Security guards are now a common sight in universities, ensuring that students and visitors must identify themselves. At the Chinese University of Hong Kong, the democracy wall has been stripped bare and a statue of the goddess of democracy is gone. 
the 2020 national security law targets subversive behaviour and has seen libraries emptied of books of bad ideologies and a ban on protests. Job applications for professors have dried up and fewer students are enrolling for PhDs in humanities and social sciences. Some academics say that even being an expert on China is a risk these days. Further details on this story can be found on the BBC News website. Pupils in Liverpool got a Shakespeare masterclass from Ray Fiennes, which they described as weird but outstanding. The Harry Potter actor is starring in Macbeth at Liverpool's The Depot, but was supporting the Friends with Shakespeare event in a local school. The workshop included warm-up games, group work and language analysis. The star also focused on the theme of ambition in Macbeth and linked it to future plans and careers for students. Finally, GCHQ has released its annual brain teaser for UK school children. Its code-breaking challenge is aimed at 11 to 18-year-olds. More than 1,000 secondary schools signed up for this year's event, according to the BBC Breakfast programme. It is the third edition of the challenge, and it is designed to test code-breaking, maths and analysis skills, with each test designed to be harder than the last. There are seven tasks in total and children are encouraged to tackle them in teams as solving puzzles needs a mix of minds. The full challenge can be found on the GCHQ website, just in case you want to test your own skills. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. We are back in the room. Back in the room, back in the room for part two of our Christmas special. Toby and Ed's Christmas special coming <laughs> at you. Um, and it's lovely to be back talking with Ed about all things education and social media. And yeah, it's good, isn't it? And love as well. We talk about love as well, which we didn't used to. I think we've got no. soft in our old age. <laughs> so, I know. so, Toby, let me ask you casually as if we hadn't planned it. So what are your uh, what are your hopes for 2024? What are your hopes for 2024? I'd like you to give me three. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh dear, Red. Three. I um, had to think and about it. Would you would you like one of them to be sort of professional based? Yeah, definitely. Or one of them to be maybe personal. I would think so. Aspirational or cultural, bigger, bigger picture. Well, I something. would say that sounds like a great plan. Why don't you do that? Well, should we do the should we do our um professional ones? Let's do the professional our... ones. Okay. So um, what's your great professional aspiration? Okay. I, I think the thing is, I've just what I'm doing at the moment in my job, you know, having changed school is I'm it's going well. I've, I've received positive feedback. Um, I seem to be fitting in, getting on well with the kids and colleagues and and my energy and enthusiasm is being appreciated. However, it's quite clear that that, you know, my sort of primary style if you like of and my energy of, of my very people orientated my very child orientated approach to mm -hmm. insp being inspirational and educating in the classroom it does great a little bit with some of the kind of more um uh measured i suppose um maths colleagues you know who are grinding out gcse and an mm -hmm. a level career. and you know i teach in the in the maths maths block and, you know, we tend to teach with our doors open. And my room's just a little bit more energetic than than the rest of them, partly because I'm teaching slightly younger kids. You know, year seven and eights have got a little bit more unchanneled um, energy, whereas, they're you know, year, you know, year 11s are a bit sedated to the process of the whole, you know, thing. Um, so 
I think my my thing would be to at my school to to slowly, slowly, mm-hmm. gradually, gradually, without taking, you know, because I want to get be a better teacher. I, that's one of the reasons I'm there. I want to be a better math teacher, a better science teacher. But you can't take the revolution out of the boy, you know. Oh. So I to I want to regenerate professionally key stage three curriculum, not in science and math, the whole thing, you know, mm. it's connectivity and just make it a bit more standalone because it's it's just a little dry. It's just a little drop down yeah. key stage four. My so, kid um, told me some first day at secondary school, he said that the form tutor said, why is it important that we all work hard at secondary school and the kids, this is year sevens, new year sevens, they were thinking, oh, they said, is it so that we can be better people? Is it so that we can be passionate learners? Is it so that we can make you proud? He said, no, 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 to all of that. He said, no, no, the reason you need to work hard is so that you get good GCSEs, and that starts today. And that was the <laughs> day in September of year seven. And I think oh, in a lot of schools, it does like that, doesn't it? No, passionate learners don't need mm. to think about the specs until then the year 10, do they? Anyway, my first yeah. one, I'm currently enjoying what I'm doing very, very much, but I'm really hoping that this celebrant business takes off because I just think that's a marriage of uh, stuff I'm really passionate about and some stuff I'm quite good as well, you know. What was I yeah. good at as a teacher? Connection, bringing people together, holding a space, telling a story. I'm really looking forward to that. So that's my professional one. By the end of 2024, I want to be doing that as, you know, a chunk of my living. Things crossed. Yeah. Okay, so a personal, I'm on a personal resolution. Well, a personal one. So this is tricky and quite personal. It's, it's catalyzed so... People, people, loyal listeners, dedicated listeners will know that I've had an enormous amount of change in my mm. life last few years. And and people may know that I had a bit of a wobble this time last year, that I everything just came to a head. You know, I'd got my new house. I was divorced. I, I, you know, mother had had some difficult times um, health wise and they, they kind of continue. Um, we're just aging, really, um, now. Um, and. And then I um, had a bit of counselling, yeah. went to the doctor, got a great new job and, and was felt much, much better. But I got a new job and with increased salary and then decided, OK, I am sorted now. I have got myself financially secure. Yeah. I am going to have a party, party, party. I'm going to go to every festival and every yeah. gig I possibly can to through the summer. I'm going to take my kids to italy for four days we're going to go and see blur in italy i'm going to see them twice at wembley i'm going to spend a stupid amount of money and i've been spending i'm not i'm not really materialistic but i like nice food i like nice drink i like good music i like festivals i like buying records i like buying books and so i have been living beyond my means for most of my life so my personal ambition and it's come to the head you know not not in a negative way but just in, in an honest way, just by having a new, 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 really important person in my life, mm-hmm. you know, which is, you know, it's not not been tested over a long period of time, but we've got pretty deep into quite a lot of things. And it's to sort my stuff out. I nearly mm-hmm. said an S word, a different S word then um, financially. So it's just to, it's just to kind of get those various credit card balances down a bit, mm-hmm. maybe to, to, to consolidate my debt a bit because um, I've got I've got a fair amount of equity in the house. It's to it's to live within my means and to save ten okay. percent well, of my earnings. Very wise, very wise. I can't even dream of that. <laughs> I 
I don't know what I'm coming in. This is new for me. I've, you know, I've had a job since I finished university. They weren't well paid, but I knew how much I was getting, you know? And at the moment, yeah. I'm living hand to mouth. So, I you know, I make some money, I spend some money. There's going to be a reckoning when the, when the tax bill comes, I can tell you, because I haven't been tucking away a third of it, because I haven't got a third of it to tuck away. So, um, financially, I'm making it up as I go along. Mm. I'm just wanting to, you know, I'm really liking the fact that me and Katie are so happy. I'm loving that. And I'm loving the fact that my son is having a magical time at doing his A-levels. He's really loving it. He's having a great time, having done very well in his GCSEs. He's now having a ball at the extra college, the CFE. So yeah. I don't want to mess any of that up, you know. I don't want to mess it mm -hmm. up. But I do want to be able to, you know, I would, you know, part of me thinking, is it time to make some big decisions? Do I want to stay in the Southwest if I do? You know, I've got so many big things. I would like this time next year to just have some really, maybe a bit more clarity about, you know. Yeah, yeah you're I'm in transition. You're in, you're in, 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 in big. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's what I'm saying. You I mean, you, your, your son is, 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 um, 17. Mine, mm. Anna's, my youngest is turning, turning yeah. 17 in February. Um, and so, and, 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 uh, yeah, just just there's a little, so much change in my life, on and and the, the the recent change been really really it's all been positive, you mm -hmm. know. But 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 I think um, that is unsettling, and I think I think it's you're the sort of stuff that you're talking about. So it's just to try and get it get it right, and I think I don't want to screw anything up. But I have noticed that I am I have a self destructive tendency. You know, emotionally, I have a self destructive yeah. tendency. Yeah. So, so that I, I've probably got two personal ones. One is to I'm learning a lot. You know, you learn a lot when you when you've got someone else in your life. You mm, know, who's shining a mirror at you all the time, and and you and you don't. It's why it's why my dear mother's gone so bloody mad. Is that she's 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 a gregarious, extrovert, outgoing person who's lived alone in the middle of nowhere for uh, for thirty five years. You know, yeah, you're right. and that's for for, for, no for holding to account or to call you out when you're being a bit silly, is there, or to say. Yep. You know, do you really mean that, or are you making an excuse for yourself? Or yeah, you know, or you uh, really are overthinking that, or you really are overthinking that, or you really are, and, and you know, yeah, exactly. So, so it's just to just to really get better, mm. uh, get get even better as a human being, because I think I'm pretty good. But you know, to get even not better, a bad human for sure. But uh, we can all get better. It's no, it's not a judgment on something. Say right. So our third. Uh, resolution or wish is one that's a bit more systemic and i'm thinking i'm thinking bravely doesn't it feel to you doesn't it smell in the wind like there's time for a change in well in a lot of things we are looking at a general election but i don't know that we can hope for very much from uh, a labor party in education they don't seem to have policy mm -hmm. ready to roll but i do smell that the profession is ready to go stuff this we are going to do the right thing you know I really feel like they're just going. Do you know what? Have, have, the, have the knowledge rich, the knowledge rich curriculum, you know, cult of Nick Gibb. Is that is that dying a death? Is that is I that? It is. is. I feel it is dying a death, and I feel that although I don't believe that uh, the people who are top of education. I was, I was at a round table with Bridget Phillipson, who's the um, yeah, shadow of education. I was at a round table yeah. with her a couple of weeks ago. In, 
um, up, in, up in Blackpool. And I thought, I could see that you really, really care about social equity. She comes from a place of poverty and she understands what that is. And she wants to see how her party can help people out of it. And schooling's part of that. And and housing's part of that. But I didn't really smell any passion for education. I think it's right. going to take a profession to say, do you know, we tried this experiment and actually everybody is saying we need a little bit of, we need a bit less national curriculum. We need a bit more room to do the stuff that matters. We don't want to throw the baby out of the bathwater, but we need to make sure that school is a place where young people feel safe to be and happy to be because they're leaving it in droves and so is the profession. So I can I feel like it's a time when people should be just saying, no, we're putting the stories back in. We're putting the songs back in. We're putting the poetry back in. We're going to push mm. back a little bit, you know, because the inspectorate has been given quite a punch on the nose, quite rightly. And actually, we're going to push back a bit and say, actually, no, we're the experts. This is our community, our school, our kids. We're going to do the right thing. So I would really love to see that. Whether you know we can be part of that movement through Bruehead or through whatever, I just feel like it's time to embolden head teachers and teachers need to be bold and go. Do you know what we're going to do the right thing because we got kids staying away from school because they don't feel safe here. That tells us something is wrong. It's on us to fix mm. it. So mm. I'm, I'm hopeful that it's a year when something could something could shift quite fundamentally. Gibbs' grip has got to uh, loosen, hasn't it? As yeah. A, so yeah, anyway, yeah. Your turn. Same. I, I will have. I have pretty much the same. I, I don't. I don't have a huge amount of hope uh, that a change of government, a change of um, education secretary, again, um, a change of of of, of um, is is really the the catalyst. You know, it needs it needs something bigger. It, it needs something bigger and deeper. And mm. um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 the thing is the problem is and what i encounter is is the sort of people and you you became a head by accident and you've you've bailed on it understandably um but i i like and admire the the the, the heads that i've worked with in the most part um uh but the sort of stuff they have to do whether they're trying to keep an independent school financially afloat or or and keep new bums on seats basically or whether they're having to manage mm -hmm. an increasingly challenged budget and and very specific set of requirements from 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 the from you know uh from the dfe um and exam boards etc uh I, I just i think the sort of people who who are successful professionally mm -hmm. in, in editing, you know, they, they sit pretty, they're, 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 they're cautious, they're risk averse. Mm -hmm. If it ain't broke, you know, like completely broke, then I'm not really going to stick my neck above the water. Cause yeah. I just want to preserve my, my salary, my mortgage, my blah, blah, blah. So, so my aspirational one would be that um, I'm just off the top of my head that, careerists aren't promoted that revolutionaries are there you go <laughs> yeah. i'll tell you what i've been saying something i've been saying over and over these last few weeks since i heard it on a podcast jacques Delors, the great president of the uh, european union apparently used to say don't be an optimist don't be a pessimist be an activist yeah and i love it I'm like yeah because your feelings don't matter here what you do is what matters mm. so speaking to people, working together, finding fellow core, of course, with people. 
everything we can do. We got five minutes left on this. Is that I don't it? know which Christmas character you most resemble. Have you got an opinion oh. on that? I think um, no. I don't know. I have. I haven't come up with an answer to that question. Supposed to have come up with an answer for. Well, I don't um, know. we didn't give ourselves a lot of time. But I'll tell you what. Then I'll do mine, and then you got to come in. So I was hoping that uh, if I have to be a Christmassy character, I thought I'd quite like to be the ghost of Christmas present from uh, not the jungle, but what's it called? Christmas Carol. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've because basically the reason for this, what put me in mind of it is that. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I own green robes. Have you ever seen my green robes? I have your green robes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, because I own green robes, this is the tenuous connection. He was clothed in one simple deep green robe or mantle, like a mantle of the expert, perhaps, bordered with white fur. This garment hung so loosely upon the figure that his capacious breast was bare, as if disdaining to be warded or concealed by any artifice. His dark yeah. brown curls, chest hair, not so brown, more grey, but we'll live it. We're long and free. Freeze its genial face, which I nearly read as genitals. It's <laughs> its open hand, its cheery voice, its unconstrained demeanour and its joyful air. You've never yes. seen like me before, explained the spirit. So that's what I would. I was hoping I might get away. I think I'm more likely a Bob Cratchit. Work hard, keep my head down. Pitifully grateful for any small mercy, but that's what I'd like. Okay. Uh, you've helped me answer the question now. I am going to be, because it is the one essential part of Christmas that that must always happen. Um, it's bigger than Christmas. It is life itself. I would like to be, um, and I've gone and forgotten his name because I haven't oh, watched the film for a year. I would like to be the lead character um, yeah. living in Bedford Falls in It's a Wonderful Life. But a play, played by James... Um, oh, Jamie Stewart. Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart, yeah. What's his name? What's his name? Jimmy Stewart. What's the name of the character? I can't remember. We uh, don't really matter. You do have to go through a whole hell of nastiness to get to be him, don't you? You have to yeah, be brought know, to the edge of suicide. I'd like... I, I like that, you know, I've, I've done a lot of reflecting over the last few mm. years... And I'm continuing to do it, you know, through the changes that I'm going through at the moment. And um, it's power. It's empowering it's people to look at and realize what effect, what good we, we've made on the world. That 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 thing of the, it's a wonderful life, that whole we make a difference to people's lives as teachers. So this yes. is this is teacher radio yes. or as educators or as managers of education or as consultants of education. Um we make a huge difference to people and we touch people's lives. And if all you're doing it for is to get paid and to, to get um, to teach a curriculum rather than to touch someone's life, yeah. then, you know, we, we touch people's lives, the greatest teachers, and we don't necessarily realize it. And if you feel that your life's a bit low and a bit poo and a mm. bit underpaid and a bit overstressed and a bit over politized and a bit over whatever, then just remind yourself that, we can and do shape and people's lives and, and people remember us and we can have a huge impact. And, and so it's a good life. It's a wonderful life, people. It's that's, that's... a wonderful life. What a wonderful notes to nearly end on. Yeah. We were going to have another song, weren't we? We're going to have two quick songs. the bleak midwinter, frosty winds, 
I have stood hard as iron, water like stone. Snow had fallen, snow, snow, snow on snow on snow. In the bleak midwinter, long ago. Angels and archangels may have gathered there. Cherubim and seraphim throng the air. But only his mother in her maiden bliss. Worshipped our beloved with a kiss. What can I give him, for as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Oh. What I can, I give him, my heart. What I can, I give him. Excellent. You sung it correctly. What I can what I give him. I not what can I give him. No, not what can it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a question, is it? What I can, what I'm able to give, I give. That's that yeah. Yes. Oh, well, there we go. So that's what we said we'd do. And uh, we've done it. Apart from unless you wanted me to uh, reprise last year's greatest hit, Away yes. in a Manger. Not Away in a Manger. What? Not Away in a Manger. Which one is it? We, Three Kings of Orient oh, yeah. are, <laughs> with the chorus, isn't that? Oh. Right, OK. Are we ready? We're ready. OK. How did it go? Do you remember? We, we three, three Kings of Orient are, bearing gifts we travel afar. On a mountain, field and fountain, travelling on the star. Whoa, star, Whoa, star of night, star with royal beauty bright. Westward leading, still guide us to thy perfect light. Happy New Year when it comes, everybody. Yeah. Or Happy That's Christmas, it. I forget. Anyway, there you go. That was the happy post Christmas, happy post Christmas hangover, happy happy in betweeny, happy in betweeny, and happy twenty twenty. I like to call it the merineum. Um, so <laughs> are we are we ready to go? Here we are. Thank you for listening. If anyone did, and if they didn't, there's no harm done. Thank you, Teachers <laughs> Talk Radio, for having us back for a Christmas special. I hope it was as much fun for you as it was for me and Toby. Frankly, I doubt it, but it would be nice if it was. This show is brought to you in partnership with John Cat Educational, publishing professional development books and resources to support great teaching and learning in schools around the world. Have you checked out their latest releases? 
Use the code JCTTR2324 for 20% off your order. Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading. Bet UK is empowering the everyday wins. Cheeky grins. <laughs> Big conversations. Budding aspirations. Our goal? To make EdTech accessible and teaching exceptional. Join the global education community on the 24th to the 26th of January 2024 as we make education better together. Visit www.uk.betshow.com forward slash visitor dash registration.